1: Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1232. January 25, 2024. 58 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1944. Somebody tell Paul Douglas. It's 31 below on this day in 1904.
2: Hail the flashlight, King. Yeah.
1: Joe Suchere. I only mentioned Paul Douglas, who is hail fellow, well met. I know Paul, uh, and he's not alone. In the uh, local meteorologist. just uh, they can't express their astonishment enough that we're having a, essentially a non-winter. And uh, I just wonder what well, the they think when boiling. they look when they look back and and they see that this has happened routinely throughout
3: throughout history. Uh, you know who is uh, really hostile about it is that Sven character. The guy in garden. He likes taking his shirt off in public. That guy, he, uh, he I mean, this is a serious point of contention with him. Mm-hmm. It
1: developed during the show yesterday that Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriality is charging the uh, state trooper with three counts uh, in the case involving the death of Ricky Cobb II following a traffic stop last summer in Minneapolis. Uh, and she's charging uh, Trooper Londegren, uh Ryan Landergrin, with, uh, with uh, well, where I have a number of articles that I've read about it, <coughs> including from uh, David Zimmer at the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, the charging decision came after a seven-month investigation conducted by the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Lawyers from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office and a private law enforcement use-of-force expert hired by Moriality to review the case. The complaint charges Londegren with count one, second-degree murder without intent while committing a felony, described as second-degree assault by firearm. Count two, first-degree assault, And count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating unreasonable risk. A second-degree murder conviction calls for a presumptive prison sentence of 128 to 180 months. The complaint was issued as a summons rather than a warrant or a complaint and order of detention, meaning authorities won't go through the unnecessary actions of arresting and booking Trooper Landegren in jail prior to his initial court appearance. The Hennepin County uh, also office uh, did not request bail be applied, but did request Landegren be ordered to surrender his passport and firearms and abide by conditions set by the court. These developments, uh, Zimmer writes, suggest strongly that the Hennepin County Attorney's Office appropriately recognizes Trooper Londegren does not represent a public safety threat, a recognition unfortunately not given to other officers charged for on-duty use of force incidents in recent years, including the gal in Brooklyn Center who was in jail her
4: name
3: is
1: awaiting her <coughs> mm-hmm. court appearance. And then we go through the story again, and I've read it uh, numerous times. You want to hear it again? Go. On Monday, July 31, 2023, at 1.50 a.m., a a Minnesota State trooper observed Ricky Cobb driving on I-94 north of downtown Minneapolis with his headlights out. Well, there's, there's correction number one for me. I thought it was taillights. He was driving with his headlights out. That's reasonably dangerous at night, isn't it? Yes, very. The trooper stopped Cobb near Dowling Avenue North and identified Cobb. The scene was a busy urban freeway with traffic passing by at highway speeds. The trooper had to approach and deal with Cobb while standing partially in a lane of traffic. Yes.
3: The problem is, and I discovered this this morning, when you go to different sources, you get different things. The Star Tribune reports taillights. Yeah. So... It one or the other.
1: Yeah, let's, let's, let's go with that. It was one or the other. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. While running standard checks on Cobb, the trooper learned that Cobb was wanted by Ramsey County on a probable cause pickup request. By the way, they're required to pick them up once they learn this.
5: Okay. It's not, uh, it's
1: not a matter of their discretion. They, they have to pick him up.
5: That, is that a small ray of hope? <laughs>
1: Well, we'll find out. While running standard checks on Cobb, the trooper learned that Cobb was wanted by Ramsey County on a probable cause pickup request related to a violation of a domestic no-contact order earlier that weekend. The information required the trooper to arrest Cobb. I think that's germane to this. Okay, A probable cause pickup is used frequently. During the investigative phase of a case prior to a formal arrest warrant being issued by a judge, police have the same authority to arrest someone on a PC pickup as they do with an arrest warrant. And anyone subject to a probable cause pickup has no right to resist arrest or demand to see a warrant. When the police tell someone that they are under arrest, the law demands that those people comply with the officers. At about 2.15, the initial trooper returned to Cobb's car and began attempting to get Cobb to cooperate and step out of the car, which Cobb refused to do. By this time, two other troopers, one of whom was Trooper Longrigan, had arrived to provide backup, given the felony arrest situation and the location and time of the stop. Middle of the night on a busy freeway. Right. Excuse me. The trooper asked Cobb to turn the car off and surrender the keys, which Cobb refused to do. All right. The trooper again asked Cobb to exit the car, at which time the trooper would explain more to Cobb. Cobb continued to refuse, and the trooper told Cobb, you're under arrest. At which point he's also supposed to comply. Okay. And did not. Given Cobb's refusal to cooperate and exit the car, Trooper Londegren opened the passenger door and the initial trooper opened the driver door to provide a clear view of the car's interior for officer safety reasons and to provide physical access to pull Cobb out if he continued to resist. Okay. You with me so far? By the book so far. Mm -hmm. As the doors were opened, Cobb put the car into gear. And Trooper Londegren drew his handgun to provide cover as the initial trooper physically tried to pull Cobb out of the uh, driver door. Cobb resisted and drove forward with both troopers partially in the car. Trooper Londegren fired two shots at Cobb, who then drove off, throwing both troopers onto the roadway. Cobb drove a short distance before crashing. He subsequently died from the gunshots. A handgun was found on the floorboards immediately behind Cobb. And now we turn to Mr. John Haidt in his new newsroom for additional information from an earlier release by the Department of Public Safety.
6: Yes, Department of Public Safety, August 3rd, 2023, said they found two cartridge casings, a cell phone, and a handgun. So casings also. All
3: right. Thank you. Meaning bullets that had been fired. Right. hmm
1: The gun is not visible on any of the body cam video, and it's unclear at this time if any of the troopers became aware of the gun prior to the shots fired. But what we do know is, A, there was a gun, B, it had been used, Mm -hmm. however recently, and C, uh, if you can familiarize yourself with sitting behind the wheel of a car, it's nothing to reach behind the console and grab a gun. Yep. I'm not saying Cobb did that, but he could have. have. The gun offers insight into why Cobb refused to cooperate.
2: He's a felon. He's not supposed to have a gun. Well, and then as an officer, wouldn't
3: you have that in the back of your head? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's called, uh, I'm sorry, Joe, it's called officer safety warning. And uh, one was probably issued in this case. The gun offers insight into why Cobb refused to
1: cooperate and attempted to flee, as he was a felon prohibited from possessing firearms. And his arrest with the gun would have led to a significant charge and a likely prison sentence.
4: Wait, uh, although, We don't know that.
1: Although with more reality, he would not, that could not be certain. The presence of Cobb's gun also offers continued evidence of the extreme risks law enforcement officers face while doing their job. There truly is no such thing as a routine traffic stop or routine arrest, especially at 2 a.m. on a busy freeway. And then uh, we're offered, if you go to the center of the American Experiment piece, uh, you can view the video camera footage, which I have seen and then we get we learn that cobb has a, a significant criminal history which can never be offered as an
3: example of why this happened mm-hmm. but i think we we here should offer that up i think you should read that par- uh, that paragraph joe
1: Domestic abuse, gross misdemeanor, domestic assault, felony, theft, petty misdemeanor, domestic abuse, no contact order, misdemeanor, misdemeanor. domestic assault by strangulation, felony, theft, misdemeanor.
3: Yeah. Also connected to the 1-9 block di- Dipset gang over on the north side. Has that
1: ambulance chaser arrived in town yet, Crump? Crump? <laughs> Not to my knowledge, sir. Because this is going to cost Hennepin County yeah. taxpayers some money, huh?
6: They are holding a press conference this morning. I'll see who's there. Right. The family is. so.
1: <clears throat> In an appellate court document regarding one of Cobb's cases, the court noted that based on recent police contacts, it was clear that Cobb continued to make poor choices by associating with criminal individuals, drugs, and firearms. Concluding takeaways. Cobb's criminal history and his possession of a firearm made it unlikely any amount of discussion or negotiation on the part of the troopers would have led to his cooperation. Let me stop right there. Our troopers or police officers, now at a point, given the vengeful nature of the Hennepin County Attorney. I would say a bitter and vengeful nature. Are police and troopers now uh, supposed to get to the point of a traffic stop where the stopped person does not comply? Are they then to get back in their car and leave? So that's a great question. You know why? Because as long as this bitter, vengeful woman... Has control over their livelihoods. That's what I would do if I were them. They won't, though. Of course not. No, but that's they won't. I wouldn't blame them if they did. Right.
3: Wow. All right, I see your point. Yeah.
5: Bring back Mike Freeman, huh?
3: No. No, God. No. no.
5: Well, it's kind of like the the, yeah. the one that was the last one is better than the one that's in it right it now. You
3: have to go further back than Mike. Farther. Cops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, farther is distant, not be able to help himself. Further is
1: in addition to. Cobb's criminal history and his possession of a firearm made it unlikely any amount of discussion or negotiation on the part of the troopers would have led to his cooperation. Those who question Trooper Lounddragan's actions need to recognize the extremely difficult position. Officers are in during such arrest situations. It's a simple fact that attempting to arrest an armed prohibited felon on a freeway at 2 a.m. is not a safe or simple task. Those willing to do so on our behalf are deserving of our respect and the benefit of the doubt. That's one thing you don't get from morality in this case is absolutely no benefit of the doubt. Right, in right. fact, to, to double down, she has charged him with three counts. We have yet to learn from Trooper Landergren on what he perceived and what that gap in information and if that gap in information is significant. The Cobb case is yet another example of a tragic situation born out of a criminal offender refusing to comply with lawful commands. So many of the high-profile cases of deadly force could have been avoided by compliance on the part of the offender. The sooner our society begins valuing compliance, the better off right. we'll all be. Yep. To that end, the National Police Association has been running a public awareness campaign called Comply Now, Complain
3: Later. Okay, I want you to stop. Now I want to read to you what Mary said yesterday. Okay. And this is quoting her directly. As with all Minnesota law enforcement officers, state troopers may only use deadly force when it's necessary to protect a person from a specific identified threat of great bodily harm or death that was reasonably likely to occur, she said at the news conference. That did not exist in this case. Ricky Cobb II should be alive today. There is no mention there or no acknowledgement there of compliance ricky cobb the would be alive today if he complied it's that simple and bodily threat did exist to the it officer leaning in on the driver's side it existed both sides they both got drug dragged
6: drugged had, it, it existed drugged. it would right. be interesting to see what she thought how should this have played out just yeah just drop off the car, let him drive away. What? Well, what, I'd be what glad exactly? to ask
1: her if she'd ever come on. Yeah.
6: Well, look at how long
5: that explanation was that you just read, Kenny. And this is a split decision, um, right? Exactly. At the time. Am I going to die? Is he going? What's going
3: to happen? Split here? seconds. Split seconds.
5: You don't have time to assess. Not at he's all. Hitting the gas.
3: There's no discussing it. It had been the long-standing
1: practice that in police deadly force incidents, the county attorney would present the case to a citizen grand jury who would decide whether the officer was justified in their use of force. That changed in the late 2010s when Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman decided to make charging decisions himself. Reports indicate Moriarty used an investigative grand jury to to obtain sworn testimony from witnesses, but declined to use the grand jury to make the charging decision in this case. Given the political nature of these incidents, it makes more sense to keep the charging decision within the citizen grand jury and away from an elected official, which she did not do she took it from them and said i got this
3: right and she also had a use of force expert i have it right hired here. but it's important to note before you read that she did not use him or her to make her decision go ahead the hiring of a use of force expert to review the case and provide expert
1: testimony will be a very important aspect to evaluate in this case we are not aware who This expert is at this point, but this expert's historical body of work will be telling in evaluating whether the Hennepin County Attorney's Office is acting impartially in this case or whether they hired an expert who has made a career out of impugning law enforcement officers. There is a fact that should not get lost in this story. Not a single officer in the history of Minnesota has been charged with a crime related to their use of deadly force until 2016. Mm-hmm. Since that time, a total of 8 officers have been charged with various degrees of manslaughter and murder related to on-duty use of deadly force incidents. Given the professionalization of the law enforcement in recent decades, the increased standards in training to become an officer and the diversification of the profession, the recent trend of officers being charged does not seem logical. Are we to believe more professionals, well-trained and diverse officers are violating the law with more frequency? Or is there a decided slant in the lens with which prosecutors are now operating? The prosecution of Trooper Londrigan will send a chill across Minnesota law enforcement. This chill will manifest in officers, deputies, troopers and agents less willing to be proactive and a decrease in officer morale. Given the already difficult environment that exists in police recruitment and retention, Minnesota can expect even less police presence and more emboldened criminals, all leading to more lawlessness and disorder and to a state that will be decidedly less safe.
3: So do you think Landergren's attorney, Chris Medell, has a shot here? He made some interesting comments yesterday uh, via video. Do you think... Yes, I do, and
1: I'll I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, First, I must tell you about my friends at Precision Garage Door of the The Twin Cities. The best in the business. Well, they are. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Don't charge extra for weekends. I find that appealing. Nice. Because I've hired other garage door companies on weekends. I got fleeced. They don't do that. And they take care of everything, including if you need a new door, rollers, springs, doors, openers, you name it, they handle it, they keep you informed, they tell you when you're on when they're on their way. They get it done in one visit, most often, because they have the equipment with them. They don't have to run back to the shop and say, Oh, I have the wrong side spring here. They have that stuff. They got well equipped trucks. Call them, put Full their stuff. number. Put their number in your uh, contacts on your cell phone because it's winter and we're not done with winter and garage doors can go on what we call the Fritz. I don't the know Fritz, what that I means. I have heard that phrase so for a while. they can go on the Fritz. Call Precision Door MN at 612-263-6985 or uh, get a hold of them online at
6: precisiondoormn.com. Hey, everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready-to-eat in just two minutes – Weekly menu of 35 options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus or vegan and veggie and they use premium ingredients like fillet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus for the no fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking or cleaning up, just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com/garage logic 50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50. At factormeals.com slash garagelogic50, you get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
2: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best. And also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute, no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-560. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic podcast.
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions
5: are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
1: Chris Reavers is a paid, indoor.
5: Steam trains really get me upset, too. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. I invite you to check out a website that uh, will improve your life to an extent. Not greatly, but if you go to ZeroResMinnesota.com, You're going to find so much information about Zero Res, the company that comes, cleans your carpets, cleans your air ducts, cleans your furniture. They do it all. And they do it all with the Zero Res, gotta love it guarantee. That means they back it all up. If you want to check out Zero Res, do that. Call them. I can tell you right now that with their 17,000 reviews, their 4.9 rating on Google, it's second to none. I've used Zero Res. They've been in my home. They're very trustworthy. And they've got the professional equipment to get in and get out quick and do a quality, quality job. Again, they back it with the Zero Res. Gotta love it guarantee. And right now, you want the Rook special? They're this month starting at just $119. You can get three rooms Zero Resified. You got to ask for the Rookie special, though. And also your air ducts. Take $75 off this month when you get your air ducts Zero Res Clean. The number, 952 Z E R O R E Z, 952 Zero Res. And as I said before, go to Zero Res com. But you have to tell them you want the rookie special, the Rookie Garage Logic Special. Here's how you remember them it's the same forwards and backwards when you spell it out Z E R O R E Z. Call them and get on their appointment book today.
1: Heavy time as we attempt to keep our country together. Do you recall the now mercifully defeated mayor of, of Duluth, Emily Larson? Sure. <clears throat> went through a, a stage a year or two ago when she was advocating the, uh, taking the word chief out of yeah. any, any, yeah. Uh, yeah. any yeah. use in, in Duluth uh, politics, apparently having it in her mind that that was somehow offensive to maybe Native Americans, even though the word chief has been in the lexicon for yeah, right. a thousand And she didn't years,
3: bother asking you know, any you know, any Natives.
1: That's a very benign example of what's happening. That's a, that's a benign example of what's happening. What's, if I had to go to right to the top and figure out the reason that Mary Morialities exist, and she's not alone, you're going to find similar behavior from county and district attorneys, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. I think what really drives them is a distaste for authority, that authority in and of itself is an affectation of patriarchy, that it's an affectation of whiteness, that it's an affectation of the founding of the country. And they resist that. They resist the idea that any rules or laws should be be handed down from, from old white people. And I, I could be wrong. But unfortunately, I don't think I am. I, I think what's at work here is the idea that uh, if you're a if you're a person of color, there is not a a reason in the world why you should have to obey something that stems from colonization, imperialism. Uh, the creation of law and order, rules, achievement, entrepreneurship. Those were all white affectations as far as we're concerned. And we're here to upend that. We don't believe in it. Okay. And along with that comes a disregard for life. Along with that becomes a number of other unbearable consequences. But their end justifies their means. And what the, the end, I believe, they have in mind is the complete elimination of authority. Now, that leaves you with chaos. Uh, apparently, they think they can survive that chaos. I'm, I'm not sure how they can. But that's, that's where I think we got to cut right to the chase. What's at work here is the idea that a 27-year-old white state trooper is at fault for the death of Ricky Cobb. It doesn't make any difference that Ricky Cobb's a criminal. It doesn't make any difference that he had a warrant out on a domestic felony assault in St. Paul. It doesn't make any difference that he didn't comply. It doesn't make any difference he had a gun in his car. It doesn't make any difference that there were expended shells in the backseat of the car. None of that. It doesn't make any difference he was driving with one officer caught in the driver's side and another officer dragged along on the passenger side. None of that makes any difference. He was oppressed by the presence of these people. They were oppressors. He was oppressed. That's where I think the country has gone off the rails. Uh, Mary's 59. She's too old to uh, suggest that her corrosiveness stems from the failed academy, even though she did go to McAllister, which has been screwed up since day one. (laughs) So I I don't know where her corrosiveness and her bitterness and her vengefulness comes from, except if if you gathered the likes of her around the table, she would be taking as big a gulp as that Kool-Aid as anybody in there, and that is uh, white people are oppressors. Everyone else is oppressed. And so here, and now we're seeing it extended to a traffic stop. I think rational, reasonable people around the country would look at this traffic stop and what happened and not even dream of charging Londergren with a crime. Not even dream of it. Don't
6: you think it's a way far too far extension of what started in the 60s, I don't want to turn this into a history slash philosophy class, but white, black, Native American, everybody right. immediately recognized any authority as being wrong. Absolutely. And and then it just, you know, it grew to a point there, but it should have stopped and, and people should have realized when people took over who should know better, but don't obviously look at Mary Moriarty, that, you know, we've reached a point where, yes, okay, we understand now what was going on. It's at a point now where things should be evened out, and they're not. And going. most of us do, John. Most of us have reached that I agree, yes, I agree. Yes, Ken. Yeah.
3: Yes, <laughs> exactly what John said, but adding on that I think in Mary's case, and this is just personal feelings, that she's overcompensating for, we've all heard the term DWB, driving while black, or bad cops that have done uh, bad things to black people. And it seems to me like this is an overcompensation and trying to get right the ship as far as she thinks right should be. I accept that. I accept,
1: that. I accept that. She's trying to clean up what she thinks has been a historical mess. Right. right.
2: Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, as I mentioned yesterday, Minneapolis can't hire police right now. They're struggling. This is going to happen now to what? The state patrol? Hennepin County? This is... All of these uh, agencies are going to be down and
3: depleted. And she didn't keep this secret when she was running for office. The voters, if they did any research at all, knew all about this. She made it perfectly clear that this is what her plan was. Okay, then
1: I think she owes those same voters a very thorough explanation of what Londrigan was supposed to have done.
6: She owes that to that, us. That would be that would be interesting. Yes, I would love
1: it, <laughs> uh-huh. Mary. I wish you'd come on, but I've I've poisoned our well, haven't I? I, I think you're a foul foul human being. So you're you won't, not going to help. You won't join us. But well, I would love to know what would you have him do?
3: Well, she didn't. Without saying it, she said it in her statement yesterday. She would have had those guys let him go when he yep. pulled away. They they should have let them go, that should have let been them the end run. Of it. Yep. And she why. didn't actually she didn't actually say that, but that's what she. That's why I asked earlier:
1: Have the coppers and the troopers reached the point where at one fifty a.m. on ninety four next August on a hot, steamy night, a car goes whizzing by them without lights on? Uh, they're either are, are they either not supposed to stop it, or if they do. No matter what they discover, when they finally discover what they're going to discover, oh, this is a guy who has a felony warrant out for him in Ramsey County. We're supposed to arrest him. Are they going to say, "Hey, your lights are out. Please get to a, a, a facility and have those repaired. Have a good day. See you later," and then get back in their car? Is
5: that where we're, we are? We're done. If that's where we, if that's Possibly. where we are. <laughs> but yeah. that law, that um, recommendation still stands, though. If you got a felony guy, you got to get him. You got to arrest so
1: him. Well, maybe that's going to change, Matt. Maybe that. Maybe that's even going to change. If we change that, in her mind, it made no difference that the cops were required to arrest him.
5: Well, what's going to happen <laughs> now is every convicted felon or criminal is going to try that same thing. Is going to try to get away, knowing oh, full yeah. well they're yeah. either going to die and become a hero. Or they're going to get away. There's two things.
3: And not only were they required to arrest him, they called over to Ramsey and said, do you want this guy? Yep. And a sergeant in charge said, yep, bring yep. him in. Yep. So they, they confirmed what, you know, they were trying to back themselves up. You mentioned the voters, though, Joe, and
2: I, I know this is always dangerous to go down this road, but just viewing both comments, social media and or online newspaper clippings, There's a lot of people that are okay with this, and that's just as frightening. They see this as some type of progressive change, and that's why we're in this mess to begin with. I
1: I understand, Uh, but let's play a little game here. Let's us come up with what Londegrin was supposed to do. Was he supposed Mm -hmm. to shoot the tires out of the car?
5: Can't really do that,
1: can you? Was he supposed (laughs) to... uh, how would he have delayed Cobb leaving long enough for them to have established some barrier in front of him?
3: Yeah. See, th- th- there. What needs are they supposed to-, to do? It would be my fantasy and dream that anytime there's an officer safety issue involved or there's a situation like this, that the um, the trooper that pulled him over would wait in his vehicle till another trooper arrived and boxed him in. Maybe that's it. And I like I said yesterday, I saw, I witnessed that happen yesterday morning with somebody that fled a uh, crash. It was a hit-and-run crash, and that's exactly what they did. And I'd like to see that in place for any time their safety is being called into question. Anything beyond a crash or a simple traffic stop for speed or whatever.
1: Well, Lundgren did call for backup. Another trooper did arrive, but he
3: must
5: yep, have parked behind parts. Lundgren. Okay, yep, but here's, yep. here's the, can Kenny, fully behind that. But what it's going to do is it's going to escalate the situation. If some guy feels he's boxed in and he's got a pistol by his side... You think he's going to shoot his way out? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, yeah. I, but his, his blood's going to start... Or his um, adrenaline's going to start moving.
1: Well, Cobb's adrenaline already
5: was going through the roof. But can't, that's a, that rules out that you're dragging a cop somewhere. Is. Yeah, I, I I like
1: the box them in. Uh, that that makes more sense than shooting a tire. You can still drive on a flat tire.
3: You can drive on a rim. What I've noticed, and this uh, I notice it almost every day, how calm troopers are in the face of danger. It shocks me all yeah. the time. Yeah listening to the scanner to hear these guys reporting something that I think is outrageous in such a calm, laid-back manner. You know, I'm, so uh, <laughs> adrenaline, they've been trained to fight and deal with the adrenaline. I'm going to say something very uh, sophomoric.
1: That's my job. It's I know it is. But <laughs> I have a couple of cars uh, that are really capable of going fast. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to start speeding now because I'm the least of their problems. <laughs> no, but you're the one, the, the one Dwight that's going to get, get the ticket. Uh, I'm going to start speeding. Angry old I'm white gonna, guy. I'm you're going to, to jail. I'm drive to Duluth and I'm going to hit $1. 40 i I'm sorry. Mary's so, putting your ass so, in yeah, prison. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> Here, my kid. He's (laughs) he's at the age where uh, house parties are frequent. Yeah. And uh, dear old dad asked him about uh, a year ago. He said, "So the cops ever show up to these parties like they did when I was your age?" He goes, "Are you kidding? They're too busy and they don't care. There's not enough of them."
1: I'm going a buck forty, and when I'm stopped, I'm going to say, "Man, that was fun. Give me my ticket."
3: (laughs) No, they're probably going to take your car. (laughs) I I suppose. I think over a hundred. I'm somewhat
1: facetious. somewhat. Somewhat. No, no,
2: no, Joe. What you do is when you get stopped, you'll say. Well,
1: this isn't the ice cream store. That's right. Why are you only going 140, by the way? <laughs> or what's the old joke? Oh, man, I thought you were the cop that took my wife. Or what, what's No, no, the... no, no, I thought you were bringing her back. <laughs> oh, I thought you were her bringing back. her back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait. <laughs> this isn't the, uh, funny. No. This the, 27-year-old uh, trooper's life is in the balance.
6: Uh, while we're talking about uh, this story still, I did, you asked about the lawyers. If it yes, was who was
1: representing the uh, cop fam- family?
6: the is represented by Harry Daniels who's from Georgia uh Harry does have a national uh, whatever you would call it in civil rights cases and law enforcement use of force cases uh, also represented by Bakari Sellers you guys probably have heard of Bakari uh he was a CNN correspondent for a while same I've thing heard of he's Bakar
1: been... who I uh, his music I like <laughs>
6: and by F. Clayton Tyler, like, who you? is from Minneapolis.
1: We don't have so. enough ambulance chasers here. we got to bring them in. from
6: right. Yeah. Well, both Sellers and Daniels are nationally known. I'm surprised dealers. Crump didn't get this gig. He
1: might
2: have been busy. Uh, well, I know
6: Was he busy? Daniels has worked with Crump from what I saw online on certain cases. So, oh, so he's delegating now. The family has a number together.
1: of last names. The, the mom of Ricky... Uh, has a last name that isn't Kyle. Well, that doesn't matter. No, it's neither here nor there.
3: I'm just, I'm just saying it. Uh, and he's got a brother uh, with a funny long name too. Yeah. Um, I want, I want to know your opinion here, Joe, on the <coughs> statement that Londegren's attorney, Chris Madell, said yesterday, quoting. This county attorney has provided sweetheart deals to murderers and kidnappers, and now today she charges a hero, he said in a video statement. This county attorney is literally out of control. Open season on law enforcement must end and is going to end with this case. Does that provide you with any sort of hope or opinion? Well,
1: I I believe everything he said except uh, it's interesting to note that this is her first prosecution of a law enforcement officer. There hasn't. She doesn't have six or seven of these since she took office. This is the first one. What she does have since she took office are sweetheart deals with murderers and rapists.
3: Well, the police officer in Brooklyn Park, wasn't that Hennepin
1: was, County? Well, yeah, but that was long before she was elected. That was Mike Freeman. Oh. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. All right. She was elected in 2022. She's new to this. this she's a year into yeah, the game. Yeah, and that was 21. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Why are we forgetting that dear woman's name?
5: The, uh, I don't know. But she's I mean, out
3: now, and she wants
1: privacy. So what what an example be. was made of her. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that she was contrite and heartbroken. And oh, she, you're talking about Kim Potter. Kim Potter, and that she made a mistake. And boy, it didn't take Mary to make a step all over Freeman did that. They kept her in jail.
5: Yeah.
2: And remember, the the wasn't there a Christmas angle? The family said, can you at least wait
1: for Christmas or something like that? And they said no. And they said no. No. So, yes, since 2016, there's been an effort to prosecute law enforcement officers. And as uh, Zimmer noted in his piece, uh, that, that doesn't seem logical, given that the pressure is on cities to certainly... Vet and train these people far more strenuously than they used to. There's no denying this. This 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 country had a checkered past mm-hmm. with black people in law enforcement. Maybe Kenny hit it, or, or maybe John hit it. Uh, maybe she's she's just hell bent on on uh, cleaning up what she thinks are all the sins committed.
2: Well, that has to be the reason. The that has to be the reason.
1: Well, that and, and that, but that has made her vengeful and bitter. That has made okay. her. Uh, out of control, as
3: Landrygren's attorney So, so I'm sorry, I'm blaming the voters of Hennepin County. Y- you know, y- you got what you paid for. Yep. If this is what you want, if you want crime run amok, th- this is, you know, there you go. But Have I can't fun.
1: believe there's there's no evidence of buyer's remorse.
3: None. Well, the same holds true with, uh, yeah. We could go down that road,
1: uh, maybe with if, everybody
3: they vote for.
1: You know, it's this kind of story that makes Sioux Falls look better. No doubt, and the, and the Sioux Falls people are uh, urging the business people of St. Paul to take a look at Sioux Falls: uh, lower taxes, safer city, quieter, and shorter commutes. They have a productive growing workforce. There's no personal or corporate state income tax. Low workers' comp rates. A lot less red tape. Affordable buildings. Sites ready and waiting for your expansion. It's right down there. Go. It's right where I'm pointing. Mm -hmm. No, let me see. Right down down there. there. I'm pointing there. I'm pointing a little (laughs) south. I'm pointing south and west. It's Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And maybe 2024 is your time to look at this. Maybe it's time to Consider, do I really want to bet my future on who's governing this state? Because it doesn't look good right now. <laughs> and uh, this is something you might want to continue to explore. And you can find out all the details at Sioux Falls Development.com. That's Sioux Falls Development, one word, Sioux Falls
3: Somebody's having a case of the Thursdays. <laughs> Positive, oh I'm sorry, that was so bad. Positive Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Right there in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Pretty much anything you need related to auto care can be had at Schoonover. It's a sensitive topic on hand today. Hi Mike, how are you? Hi Kenny, So Good to be here. Uh, as you know, I live out in the sticks and everything is wonderful. And we all we drive polite and we're all just awesome. But every time I come to Minneapolis, back to the Twin Cities, I am just stunned at the aggression and the fact that, say, the speed limit's 60. If you're not doing 70 or faster, you're getting the finger. And it's just this aggression and anger and hate and it's almost impossible to drive like a decent human being in a major metropolitan area what say ye <laughs>
4: <laughs> Kenny i don't know what it is about the left lane I, yeah, either yeah. either you have either you have nascar drivers or f1 drivers in the left lane right or you have those folks where you're cruising along in the left lane you're just going perfect everybody's everybody's like in NASCAR. We're all, you know, we're not drafting, but we're pretty close to it. Yeah. You leave a spot for the guy ahead of you, and then some knucklehead decides that they don't want to be in the middle lane or the right lane. They want to be in the left lane, and they want to go their slow speed. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it.
3: I... You're supposed to leave, um, they always say, State Patrol, Minnesota Department of Public Safety, they say, increase your following distance. If you increase your following distance, two or three people are going to cram in there. There's no way you can possibly increase your following distance. And like you say, a lot of times these people will get in front of you, they'll speed up to get in front of you and then slow down.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. So, you know, fortunately, I don't get... I don't get too stressed out about it. I might in the moment, but then I realize, you know what? There's a lot of people out there on the roads that are helping me and other collision repair shop owners um, keep our keep our businesses busy.
3: Oh, I'm sure business is hopping, uh, but. You know, and the the mantra when you're out state, you're not in the metro is the left lane is for passing, you know, stop being a left lane squatter. Does do you think that holds true in the metro? You're blasting up northbound 35W through south Minneapolis, you know, and it's 9 a.m. and it's crowded. You have to just pick a lane and stay in it, don't you? How do you
4: what's the rule there? There's no. It's the Wild West out there right now, Kenny. You got yeah. people. I mean, you got you got all kinds of people. People who don't know how to drive, and then you got the aggressive people, and then you got the people who, who don't know how to drive who are really aggressive. Uh, you know, it, it, they're driving it like they stole it, and maybe it is stolen. I have no idea, but usually, yeah. <laughs> but but I, you know, the important thing is, is I guess we all have to keep our cool. You can't you can't be gesturing. You can't be. Uh, you know, showing anybody because you don't know what they're going to do. Because it's just, it's just, it's just why it's the wild west out there, Kenny.
3: Oh, you can't gesture. You can't even look over at somebody. You have to just be in your own little bubble. Uh, I, I think the moral of the story here, what we're getting to in this discussion, is eventually you're going to crash. Either it's going to be your fault or it's going to be the fault of somebody else, and that's when the insurance nightmare opens up. If you're not a customer of Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, what I love about you guys is you get in a crash and you guys will deal with the insurance company. That means a lot to people like me with very little patience.
4: And we've got a good bedside manner. We, we've we've heard all the stories, and uh, but we love to listen and hear hear what people's particular stories are because there's a lot of interesting stories.
3: It's the official body shop of Garage Logic. We're talking Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Always rated as one of the top shops in the Metro. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life Joe Souchere. Haven't heard this one before. Is this new? <clears throat> you realize you live in a country where college age
1: people are finding sympathy? From the government when they say, you know, I, I really didn't understand the concepts of my college loan. I, I really don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, but the same country, five year olds apparently perfectly understand that they, they can change genders. Hey, now. It's a hell of a country.
7: I can't hear you that well. What thank was you.
1: That? Yes. Here's John well,
6: Hite. Well, thank you, Joe. This update is brought to you by North American. <laughs> A uh, banking company. A uh, sad note to all of us here at Hubbard Broadcasting and just the Twin Cities in general. A longtime beloved Twin Cities radio personality has died after a long battle with MS. KS95 announcing today that Larry Moon Thompson, who spent 17 years on the station's Moon and Stacy show, died overnight from health complications related to MS. He left the show in October 2019. He was focusing more on his health. Diagnosed with MS in 2005, was inducted into the Minnesota Broadcasters Hall of Fame, in September twenty twenty one and I'm sure all of us in this room uh, had some fun interactions with the mooner. He made a he
1: made a oh good stretch God, of yeah. time after he, he left. Yeah. 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 The best was
2: were we we were all at his uh, retirement party, were we not? Yeah, I that, bar, that uh, yeah, bar
3: or whatever yeah. it was. Bar, yeah.
2: Joe and I were, sti- I think, Kenny, you were staying next to us, too. He goes, hey, what's up, boys? Uh, bar's over there. <laughs> not, how you doing? Congrats yeah. on retirement. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so,
2: so Kenny, the bar's over there.
3: <laughs> During uh, GL in the old days, uh, I would slide over to KS95 and sit down in the program director's office late and pack, and we'd tell lies and stories and whatnot. And it was the same time that uh, Moon was on and Moon would come in, into the uh, office and he would have us rolling. And Joe, you would love him because when they went on motorcycle trips yeah. and somebody pulled over or broke down or something happened, Moon would keep on going. <laughs> and they end up spending the whole afternoon looking for Moon because, uh, like Leighton said, he doesn't turn his head from left to right. He only looks straight ahead.
1: That <laughs> happened to me, but I'm the one that got left behind. The guy yeah. I was going with kept going. I'll tell you who, yeah. was Joe O'Brien. Joe O'Brien kept going. Oops. <laughs> I got stuck at a, at a, at a casino. Oh, um, is that the one yeah. where you invited to the party? Yeah, I didn't want to go to that party. <laughs> oh uh i've been to that turtle uh what it's is the right name there of turtle lake hole something there. hole and um yeah i figured i'd go inside watch a ball game it was a saturday afternoon it's right on highway 70 yeah you couldn't see three feet ahead of you th- for the cigarette smoke so <laughs> yeah. i waited outside and some of the locals kept driving by and well, finally Joe. wondered if i wanted to go to a party
6: why don't hey you now. take on it? You had back, time to kill.
1: Back in the woods.
3: Oh, yeah. The, banjo music. yeah. the casino was the size of a hen house. What about the size I mean of a gas station? Yeah, it was tiny.
2: Here, drink this first before we go to the party.
3: Oh, that's what I
1: was hearing, John. <laughs> <laughs> it let me the hell out of here.
3: Yeah.
6: Here's John Haidt uh, in his newsroom. I uh, Back to Moon just well, for a second. Are, uh, you already my, started the m- news. My, my best conversations with Moon, it never failed, were in the bathroom. I'd be in the bathroom and Moon would come in, and he'd start talking, and I'd be in there 10 minutes by the time yeah, he was done. Yeah, it was
5: yeah. great. Hey, what were you and Moon doing in the bathroom?
6: <laughs> Going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in other news much the Biden. same way on
5: Saturday morning sports, like yeah. with you two in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was just hilarious. <laughs> you just started laughing.
3: I don't recall what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. Yes. Yes. But with Moon, you just at this point, you're, I just, I feel so lucky that I got to know him because yeah, he was, he was yeah. such a nut. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah, he was.
5: It was in that one-seater right by the studio. Yeah, I think you had a, you had a, a situation, and I went in there, and he must have known it was me. You just started laughing, and we both just started laughing without saying a word because it was just.
1: Oh my
3: God. Oh.
5: Hey. So why
2: okay. are there two
3: people hey, in there? Done. What are you doing? Are you are you saying he was dealing with the sins of last night? Maybe okay. <laughs> you're doing a show in there. What's going on, Take The brakes all call hey, you yeah, a doctor. <laughs> a <famous laughs> playing. The hang
5: on, Griff. Right. Play it again. Play it again. Play it over.
1: Play
6: it again.
5: <laughs> President <laughs> Biden is
6: visiting the Twin Ports area today. He's expected to highlight I federal funds. I don't know what's funds. wrong with me though. Seeing,
5: seeing feet in there would make me go <laughs> elsewhere i must have just had to go <laughs> all you knew was joe oh my god how you doing because it was a saturday yeah.
6: that door should have had a lock on it yeah. i still yeah. don't get that yeah. President Biden visiting the Twin Ports area today, expected to highlight federal funds that'll help with replacing the Blatnick Bridge, which connects the cities of Duluth, Minnesota, and Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, he'll be arriving. Uh, actually, he's already there for about an hour at the Duluth International Airport. He has remarks to give at one o'clock, and then at three forty, he's expected to fly out of Duluth. He's scheduled to speak at the Earth Rider Brewery in Superior. The bridge will cost one point eight billion dollars to replace, while both states have committed four hundred million to the project. The remaining one billion will come from the federal government.
1: Well, as we know, the Duluth Airport can handle a seven forty seven. Yeah. Does he know he's in Duluth? No.
6: <laughs> no. I didn't think so. He's smelling ocean water. An audit during the week of November 13th of the United States Postal Service St. Paul Processing and Distribution Center and three metro delivery units found problems in a few areas, according to the USPS Inspector General. The three delivery units, all serviced by the St. Paul P&DC, included the Apple Valley Branch, the Egan Branch, the New Brighton Carrier Annex, Minnesota lawmakers, including Representative Angie Craig and Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith, had been pushing for answers from the Postmaster General, asking for an audit of USPS service in the area, especially the South Metro, after hearing from many constituents citing delayed and missing mail. The audit identified issues with delayed mail, package scanning, arrow keys, carrier complement, and timekeeping and property conditions at all three branches. The audit found that over 53,000 pieces of delayed mail were at the Egan branch and almost 29,000 at the Apple Valley branch. The Inspector General's office issued individual reports for each of the new units, Egan, Apple Valley and New Brighton Carrier Annex, as well as St. Paul. It will also issue another report summarizing the results with recommendations to address all of the issues they encountered
1: can i tell you something uh sure nobody uses the post office more than i do nobody loves it more than i do i think it's a sign i think it's a sign of a functioning country and this is a horrible horrible sign i'm being very serious that that your mail's not showing up and i have a feeling my mail is not showing up i get some stuff every day but it's usually advertising flyers or something and i usually get a lot of mail i subscribe to about 20 magazines i'm in all these car clubs and this and that and the other thing and i'm not getting anything and i uh, i have i i'm worried i was
3: i was actually going to say the opposite when i yeah. order a part um i'm always pleased and overjoyed when the person sending the part Uses the U.S. mail because if it's coming FedEx, it's going to take a month and a half to get here. Uh, UPS, a little bit better. I really like speedy delivery, the local. But um, the U.S. Post Office has been really good to me as far as delivering parts. I
1: hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not getting uh, the mail. I'm thinking I'm
3: accustomed to.
7: What is the uh, name? Uh,
5: What's the name of your speedy delivery, deliverer
3: driver? Yeah, no idea.
5: Mr. McFeely. <laughs> no maybe not um here's the deal when they do their audits when they do their audits and they walk around on their route what do they expect the guy's not going to say i'm only going to deliver half the mail you know that's what's the purpose of it he's going to deliver all the mail that day
3: uh you would, know what i would hope so of course maybe they're like me and you'd look at the mail and you'd look how heavy your bag is and you go This guy doesn't need this. This is garbage. This is junk mail. You need somebody that delivers the mail that will sort out the crap you don't need. You need a Newman. You need somebody like Newman.
1: Remember my buddy Pete the Mailman? Yes. I would always run into him on Crocus Hill. Occasionally, there's a little scribbling on some mail that I get Hi from Pete the Mailman. But I don't think he's got my neighborhood. I don't know how that message is getting to me.
5: Probably some light stalking. I don't know.
6: (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm with Kenny on this. Uh, I use the uh, mail a lot because, as you guys know, I've been getting rid of my CD collection
4: mm-hmm. and
6: I've been selling them, and I have had zero problems in two years. I've been doing it for yeah. two years. Uh, they yeah. get, I, I send them out, they get to the person within three, four, five days, media mail, bing, bang, boom. Well, I'm not being go, contacted
1: by anybody that says, You owe us money. Why aren't you paying your bill? Uh, that hasn't happened. Hmm. I just feel like I'm getting a, too light of a load of mail. Are you still playing office regularly? I play office constantly. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I'm going to the post office as soon as the show is done. I've got a bunch of stuff. To I'm send still
1: out. using Christmas stamps.
6: Yeah, i got a bunch, you Even
1: too. though we've passed the epiphany, yeah. I figure I can use Christmas stamps during the winter. Yeah, I don't think the yeah, Lord would. It's all right. Yeah, yeah it's and not going to get re- rejected. I don't think it'll ask yeah. community. Kind of like free advertising for Jesus. Right, right? It, can, is. it is. You can use them in July if you'd like, Joe. Absolutely. Does, sure. does
3: the Catholic yeah. Church get a cut of that?
1: Or? Uh, <laughs> boy, they got every angle figured. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. What kind hey, of stamps well, are you using? Me? Give us a call.
6: Yeah. I got my right in my drawer here. You guys want to see him? No, let's go. here. Oh, okay. A follow-up to a story (laughs) we had last week. A man has been formally charged after accidentally shooting himself at a St. Paul school last week. He is 30-year-old Lamont Gray of St. Paul, charged with one count of reckless use of a dangerous weapon and one count of possessing a dangerous weapon on school property. Uh, We told you about this last week. Police called the Como Park Elementary School on a report that a man accidentally shot himself inside the school's gym. When officers got there, they found Gray outside the building. He told law enforcement he was at the school for his daughter's open house and parents' night when the pistol he had in his waistband fired after he tightened the waist while playing basketball with his daughter. Nothing says parents' night
2: open house like a nice revolver while shooting some hoops. With your daughter. Right.
6: Gray said the the bullet hit him in the leg and he left the building. A 9 millimeter Luger pistol was found on the defendant, who also had a hole in his pants and a wound. Witnesses at the school confirmed Gray's version of events. They had there was about 40 to 50 people in the gym at the time. No one was injured in the incident besides him. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office confirmed Gray indeed did have a permit to carry. Records show that Gray is due in court on a first appearance on February 27th. Why don't we take a short break here and uh, see what the Rook has to tell us.
5: Well, I want to keep your uh, home nice and warm right now. I know it's 38 degrees and you're not concerned about it being bitterly cold, but your furnace still needs to be working properly. And if it's not, you need to get in touch with welterheating.com. The Welter family has 120 years of experience in the Twin Cities, and that's four generations. And they're proud of their heritage. They're proud of the fact that they have changed over the 120 years with uh, all of the heating equipment. Imagine that technology. It really has gone from A to Z, and you never know what's next, which is why they have certified techs come out and work at your home. 612-825-6867. That's the number that will be answered by a human being during business hours. You can go online to welterheating.com and request an appointment. But their website, it's a wealth of information. The blog, it gives you answers to questions that you may have for free. So they're already saving you money. The Welter family is a very common sense garage logic family. Rick and the crew over there do a great job. And they love the fact that GLers are calling them left and right and telling them that the rook sent you. 612-825-6867. Go with the experience Go with someone that's trustworthy, and go with someone that's not fly by the night. They don't have a great jingle. They don't even have a jingle. Uh, If I could, well, I don't have. They don't even have a good spokesperson. They don't even have a good spokesperson. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, Heat up your shelter with Ray and Welter.
1: This guy wears many hats,
7: just not indoors.
1: Joe Put this number
2: in your telephone closet 612 895 2440. That's the number to get on the schedule to have my friends at Hofferman Water and Connecticut come out and help identify what your problems might be with that nasty, awful water that's roaming through your house. 612-895-2440. Have them come out for that free water analysis and then see what you may be in the market for, whether it's a new water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or maybe you just want a brand new drinking water system. Well, my friends at Hofferman and Connecticut are going to be able to take care of you and your family. They've been taking care of me for a number of years now and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. HoffermanWater.com is that website, by the way, if you want to see every single system that they have available to you. But please do me a favor. When you make the call, you get on the schedule, let them know that you heard about on the Garage Logic podcast. That's because Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years, Johnny.
6: Thanks, Chris. National and international news. The economy grew at a much more rapid pace than expected while inflation eased the final three months of 2023. New numbers from the Commerce Department saying today gross domestic product, a measure of all the goods and services produced, increased at a 3.3 percent annualized rate in the fourth quarter. That compared with the Wall Street consensus estimate for a gain of only 2 percent the final three months. In addition to the better than expected GDP move, there was also some progress on inflation. Core prices for personal consumption expenditures, which the Federal Reserve prefers as a longer-term inflation measure, rose two percent for the period. The headline uh, rate was one point seven percent.
2: And we're going to see that being used. Like, look at the look at the change we're making. Well, no, you're the ones that put it in the crapper to begin with.
6: Talking Donald about the Trump- political season. Sorry, Donald Trump is privately speaking of politics. Is privately telling Senate Republicans to kill that by. Bis- Partisan deal to secure the U.S. border because he doesn't want President Biden to chalk up a border win ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Senator Tom Tillis demurred when asked if he thinks it's constructive for Trump to tell Republicans not to make any border deals. He said, well, I could probably go through any number of things that Biden is saying that are also not constructive when he's on the trail, so I won't criticize President Trump. But bucking Trump, he said he'd supported passing the bipartisan border deal, which Senator James Langford has been working On with Democrats. During yesterday's meeting, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who's no fan of Trump, was making the case that Republicans should agree to a border deal now, since the likelihood of Democrats potentially cutting a deal with Trump in the White House again would be highly unlikely. Republicans at that meeting also viewed footage of the late Senator John McCain making a warning about Russia's designs on Europe after Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion of Crimea in 2014. Uh, Tillis, who's an advocate of aid to Ukraine, told HuffPost there's a general consensus in the majority of our conference that we need to support Ukraine. Senator Say McConnell ended the conversation by saying, we are in a quandary. (laughs) Uh,
1: Don's having a little trouble letting go of uh... Uh, Haley's showing in New Hampshire. He calls her a bird brain and she had a bad night. And He he really is just a sore winner. It's just a bad scene. Mm-hmm. Just a bad scene. He's, he's six years old.
6: Yeah. No tact. He, he did say yesterday that anybody who contributes to her campaign will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. Right. So, uh, for what, what that's worth. Which
1: I doubt is even true. He's never going to turn down any money. <laughs> but on the on the border issue, it, it's
2: if that's true, it's pretty indefensible. But this is the administration that was opposed to what they're trying to enact currently. Correct?
6: They, yeah. No, they ha they have a deal apparently. The I'm saying initially. I, I guess I, what I'm, I'm saying
2: is deal. initially they were completely against.
6: Yeah, they had a. They now have a different deal. Correct. In other words, okay. they were against the first deal. Now they have a deal, but uh, apparently it's not going to go through uh, yeah. for all those all those reasons we've just talked about. That's great. Politics next door to us, Representative Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota announced he's not seeking re-election because he wants to run for governor. Uh, We didn't talk about it this week, but Governor Doug Burgum decided not to run for a third term. Burgum, of course, remember, got into the presidential race briefly. Uh, Armstrong emphasized his advocacy for former President Trump and his desire to come back and live. In the state of North Dakota, his departure adds to the growing list of Republican departures from Congress, potentially impacting Speaker Mike Johnson's efforts to recruit candidates for upcoming elections. Uh, he said, Armstrong, the short answer is I want to get home and start working. I miss people. I miss my friends. I miss my neighbors. And I miss being in North Dakota. I really do. Is he fighting?
1: Yes, they fight for okay, us.
6: okay. Fight for North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. A scene right out of a television show or a movie. Six people found dead in a remote area of the Mojave Desert in Southern California. The scene was reportedly so grisly, several local TV stations were forced to blur out images captured by their helicopter cameras. Five of the bodies found by deputies from the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office Tuesday evening at a dirt crossroads outside the community of El Mirage. The sixth was found Wednesday morning. Uh, The uh, sheriff's office said the investigations into the incident are continuing and that authorities have yet to determine how the people had died. TV crews arriving reported seeing two vehicles at the scene. Overhead footage showing a dark blue SUV with a passenger window blown out. Another door open with part of an image blurred. Members of the department's specialized investigations division were brought in to conduct a homicide investigation, according to an email from the sheriff's spokesperson. This
1: is right out of No Country for Old Men. Yeah. This is uh, eerie. I thought it was more Kill Bill. Well, that or Better Call Saul. There's a lot of stuff covering
6: this. (coughs) Yeah, I was going to go with the Winslow book I just read. Yeah, Winslow, Don Winslow stuff, Yeah. yeah. A Musician Death, Melanie. The husky voice singer and songwriter who was one of the surprise stars of the Woodstock Music Festival in 1969 later had a number one single and numerous top 40 hits. Died, she was 76 years old. No cause of death given. She was born Melanie Safka in 1947, only 22 when she played at Woodstock. Her biggest hit was Brand New Key. That one hit number one and it was banned by some radio station because some people thought it was sexual innuendo. I've got a brand-new pair of roller skates. you got a brand-new key. She acknowledged, yeah, maybe the words could be interpreted that way, but insisted that was not her intention when she wrote it. Boy, that never no. occurred to me. Really? Yeah. See, I, I always thought that. Maybe it just no. said something about the two of us. If, if I put is... on
5: roller skates, all I want to do is roller skate. That's right. I'm
6: skating. <laughs> See, you put the key in the lock, Jody. Do you get it? No. Did I you guys
3: have I... any Melanie albums? I
1: did not.
6: I actually have her greatest hits. Yes, my mom she had one that I well, listened I'm, to when I'm I was I'm a looking kid. Looking better
1: all the time from not having <laughs> one. No,
6: you're wrong. Melanie no, also... No, John,
1: <laughs> she wasn't any good. Who are you Melanie kidding? Melanie also
6: hit the top ten with her first big <laughs> single in 1970, Lay Down, Candles in the Rain, a fine, fine song, which hit Lay number six on the Lay down, Sally, don't you know? No, no, that's, that's Eric closer. Clapton. No? She would also hit the top 44 other times through 1973 with Peace Will Come, Nickel Song, Ring the Living Bell, and Bitter Bad. I saw a video of the Queen
1: meeting Brian May. I saw that. Eric Clapton... Yeah, Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck, and she had no earthly idea <laughs> who any of them were. <laughs> and they all had to introduce themselves to her, and they were all polite and very civil, and they were dressed up. And my idea.
3: favorite photo involving the Queen that's been making the rounds on social lately is the Queen meeting Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and they were the same, same, age. Age. Wow. Yeah. same
1: wow. age. Yeah, same age. Who was better looking? Yeah. Uh, the queen, was, a, the queen was not an unattractive woman.
6: Yeah, that's her, true. In her day, noted.
5: Once mm. you get over those British teeth, you're all right. She had the good
1: choppers. Mm. Yeah.
6: The uh, there was a feud, you know, between Brian May and Eric Clapton briefly. Well, how could uh, there be?
1: What what would they be arguing well, about? Well,
6: Brian May and Eddie Van Halen did a tribute to Clapton. Oh, and it wasn't. They thought it was bluesy, but it wasn't bluesy at all. It was, oh. and Clapton Clapton said, "Yeah, it's that's that's not very good. Why? Why did they do that?" Um, what was the me. What was the album called? Um, something Project, uh, Starfleet I, Project? There's some, uh, Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what it was, but it was me and Eddie Van Halen, uh, and uh, and Brian May. To his credit, when he heard what Clapton said, he just said, "Well, well I you know I, I wish he'd liked it." He said, "I I grew up loving Eric, and I'll always love Eric." Et cetera, et cetera. He was very gracious, in other words, about the whole thing. Well,
3: that's very nice.
6: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I fell asleep for a second there. What are you guys talking
6: about? Look how you guys never want to hear interesting stuff, you know. Taxes and police and, you know, I don't care. (laughs) Climate change. I'm a little bit uh, perplexed
2: because I'm seeing courtesy of Alpha News right now. Were we aware of this? Right now we're discussing on the House floor There's a hearing right now about legalizing assisted suicide in the state?
1: Yep. Yeah. You get them at the beginning with abortion, you get them at the end by letting them kill themselves. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. They have a lifespan of about 30 good years, and we'll get rid of it. Time to put old. Uh, That's right. Huh. uh, They're not even in session and they're having this hearing. Wow. That'll be law by the end of this uh, current session. How about when you no longer have a say in the matter? No, no, it's time to
2: put dad down. You
3: know that uh, Norm Coleman, who's doing just fine right now at one point a few years ago, was told to go home and die because it's over? Yeah. And he's healthy and fine and hearty and a hail right bought a place in Florida. I hope he has an extra room. Yeah. 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 (laughs) There's no way you're going to get the CP to stay with you there. Oh, no, she likes Normie. Oh, does she? Yeah. All right.
5: Hey, ck how are you? You're good for St. Paul. Good <laughs> <laughs> for St. Paul.
1: Speaking of he was of a road, you know, for ten years after Kenny. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, he's a likable fella. Yep, full of BS, but a great guy.
6: Yep. <laughs> speaking of Florida, Alvin Lee, a fine guitar player. Speaking of ten years after, I know. Them, if, I know who he is, John. Do you? Yeah.
1: Okay, just checking
6: in Florida colder than normal temps have had a major impact on certain animal species. We have this story uh, every year about this time. Uh, this weekend several weather forecasters issued unofficial warnings about falling iguanas. I oh, think yeah, we, we, get oh, yeah. 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 we get that every the, year. We get that every year. Iguanas struggle to maintain their core body temps when it gets chilly in Florida. When temps drop and sustain to near freezing or below, non-native green iguanas can temporarily go into a state of Torpor, that's tough to say, mm. where there is temporarily a loss of muscle control. According to Lisa Thompson of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, essentially the iguanas are experiencing paralysis, which results in them turning into small statues. If they're on the ground or if they're in trees, they will fall to the ground from trees. It doesn't just happen to iguanas. It happens to sea turtles, too. But of course, you don't see them because they're on the ocean floor. While the falling iguana phenomenon isn't new, it's being talked about more this year because of social media. Sure. Oh, you know what happens to the gators, don't
1: you, John? If, they're, if, they're, if their pond that they're in ice is over, they just they kind of lay on top. They're half submerged with their mouths open until it melts again.
3: Huh. Yeah. Mutual <laughs> of Omaha's Wait, wild no. kingdom.
5: No. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. Because they're not, in ice. they're not in places where the, the... You can get a pond
1: ice over once in a while in Florida or Alabama or whatever.
5: Once in a blue moon? Sure. Okay.
1: I know my gators, okay?
5: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I watched
1: Snoop Dogg do his... Uh, uh, he, nature? Nature commentary? Uh, nature commentary oh, on gators and mongoose. 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 Might <laughs> have been one of the funniest things what I've ever seen. What is these
5: mongooses? What is
6: these what animals? What is these mongooses? <laughs> oh, oh by fly. the way... Uh, the Florida, whatever they are, Wildlife Conservation Service says, if you uh, run into a stunned iguana, don't take it home to thaw no. out because they can become quite defensive. That's right. Once they wake up, if That's they right. see, uh, suddenly see a human stand So can I. So. Yeah. John, thank you. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that uh, today's only? What's today? Thursday. You yeah. may. So today yes. and tomorrow, still go on the Minnesota Golf Show site. Use the promo code GL and get a five buck ticket. That's right for the golf show, which is Feb 9 through the 11. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll be there Feb 9 and uh, get the five buck ticket. You can use it any day you want, and they're available right now. If you go to, uh, if you go to uh what is it? You go to Min a Store. Where in the hell is it? Min Golf
5: Min Golf Show? <laughs> oh, but well, why doesn't this have it on here?
1: I I believe it's uh you go to the
2: website. <laughs>
5: oh my god. Yeah, but Min... where Min Golf Show.
1: MinnesotaGolf.com. Oh Minnesota God Golf. Bless com. it. Why isn't it on here? Is there another sheet? There, there? might be a second sheet, Joe. That'd be my guess. <laughs> Well, I don't have it. So go to mingolf.com. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right at well, all. I think it does. man. How about no.
2: MnGolfShow.com? That's what I meant. There we right. Look at these videos. Everyone's got their
1: <laughs> GL bags. We're going to see a Feb 9 through 11. And tickets for GL is just $5. Bucks <laughs> Mingolf. With the, with the promo code GL. <laughs> is that M I N N? Oh, here it is right here. <laughs> MNGolfShow.com. That's right. MNGolfShow.com. It's you load up on uh, apparel and golf balls and gloves. You get lessons from the pros. You can take a chance on sinking. A $100,000 putt. What are you thinking about?
3: You guys are going to be there too, right? And so are you. (laughs) And that's Feb
1: 9. We'll be there at noon to do our show from the golf show at the convention center. I volunteered
2: to interview Emma Carpenter, the 2024 Minnesota Golf Association ambassador.
1: All right. And and then get your tickets at (laughs) mngolfshow.com. I see. Thank you. LD. (laughs) You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I have good news. To me, it's good news. I'm a car guy. What do you got? Toyota chairman, Akio Toyota, and he spells his name with a D, unlike the car with a T. Okay. Akio Toyota predicts battery electric vehicles will only ever capture 30% of the car market. Hybrids, hydrogen fuel cell, and gas-powered combustion engines will take the rest, he said, during a press conference in Japan this month. Customers want choices. He's the grandson of Toyota's founders. But uh, there's a billion people in the world, and they don't all have access to electricity, he said. Uh, Toyota, who was CEO from 2009 to 2023, emphasized Toyota is making various types of cars to suit the needs of different customers. He pointed out that outspoken advocates of battery-only electric cars, potentially hinting at the likes of Tesla, have an all-or-nothing strategy, whereas Toyota has its eggs in multiple baskets. Hmm. They're not giving up on the old... Basket. Small block.
5: Yeah. I learned that from the Smart. hatchery.
1: Huh? Uh, he hit He hit back at claims that Toyota is lagging in battery EV production, citing its uh, broader successes and legacy of developing hybrid vehicles. Weren't they the first in the market with the uh, Prius? Prius? Yeah. yeah. Thanks to the introduction of hybrids in Japan 20 to 30 years ago, Japan is the only developed country to have reached CO2 emissions by 23%, he said. I, I, uh, I'm I cheering for this fellow. I, I uh, We have a Toyota, now that I think about it. Never owned one before. We have one now. Hmm. And it's a gas one. Uh, I don't drive it. Okay. It's, uh, it's the CP's unit. Uh, earlier this month, Toyota, uh, the guy with a D, also announced that the company was in the process of developing new combustion engines. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I like, good. He's not... You know what? He was not... Bowed, bowed? What's it, he was not bowed, bowed by the governments of the world. By
3: pressure, right?
1: He just said, "The hell with you. <clears> we're uh, <throat> we make cars. We know what we're doing, and we'll do it this way."
3: And I wish Ford and Chevy and Chrysler would have had the same spine. Needs to be crazy. Yes, somebody they? needs to give the finger to the government. That was a bit of good news. On a positive Thursday, I have a little bit more. I was going to warn you about this off the air, yeah. but it's a continuation of our discussion yesterday about natural gas. Yes, U.S. natural gas production notched new highs in December, pushing down prices for the heating fuel despite the frigid start to 2024. The flood of gas, along with forecasts for unusually warm weather in the coming weeks, has knocked natural gas prices down by roughly 30% since the start of the season in October. That's fantastic. That's fantastic news. You know news. that
1: gets? That gets the, uh, well, we used to have a ray of hope on here. I have no Here's idea where that is. Here it is. It's Ray of Hope.
5: Ray's ray of
3: hope.
1: Well, that's Ray Charles. That's not the Ray It's <laughs> a different hope. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lyman's who are uh, bivouacked right now at Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. It's, uh, it's this day in Minnesota history. It's only because it comes from them. Got it. On this day. January 25th. In 1867, St. Paul's Mansion House Hotel burned to the ground after a fire started in the kitchen and there was a delay in getting enough hose for a steam fire engine. The circumstances strongly point to incendiarism as the cause, remarks the St. Paul pioneer, noting that a fire set in the same place nearly destroyed the hotel in the fall of 1865. Hmm. On this day, one, two, five in 1886... A six-day bicycle race began at the Washington Avenue Rink in Minneapolis with some of the best-known professional male bicyclists in the country competing for prizes of a medal sponsored by the Minneapolis Tribune and emblematic of the long-distance championship of America and an elegant suit of clothes, which will be presented by Oscar the Tailor. Held within the rink, the race was also an endurance test for each participant who pedaled his high-wheel bicycle with a big front wheel and a small rear wheel around the track for the largest score of miles covered. Hmm. The winter on January 30 was a dark horse named Albert Schock of Chicago with 923 miles and five laps. Wow. Yeah. On this day,
5: January
1: 25th, in 1915, Clay School served the first penny luncheon in Minneapolis, a financial and dietetic experiment by the Women's Club of Minneapolis and the Parents and Teachers Association. For two cents each, students purchased a meal of creamed rice with raisins, bread, and cocoa a more wholesome repast than many oh. of the youngsters have been buying. It's too bad the food fraud <laughs> the people hell? weren't around then. They could have fed these right. kids. Uh, <laughs> that It's better than this, what they've been buying in confectionery stores in the neighborhood. If the luncheons prove successful, the Minneapolis Journal noted, the school board will be asked to authorize their establishment in a number of other public schools. So the government, yeah. believing they had to feed kids, that goes <clears> back <throat> to at least 1915.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: But you often talk about how in photographs, old photographs, everybody's skinny. Yep. Well, that's why. Heck, they ate w- rice with raisins rice? cream of corn or something?
5: Creamed rice with raisins. Oh my god! If you ate raw ah.
1: rice, you know, just the rice that comes oh. out of the box, yeah, and you didn't cook it, yeah. And if you ate that and then drank glasses of water, would your would <laughs> the rice? Yes. Would, the, would the rice
7: explode?
5: explode. Yeah. It, it would. It would. Um, Expand is what I'm saying. I the same thing
3: with uh, yeah. instant mashed potatoes. You dump it out of the box right into your mouth, <laughs> and then take some water. That's right. And, and then you have mashed potatoes in your belly. You and
2: know, I I was told that if you ate a pumpkin seed too as a kid, yeah. yes. it would. Uh, and watermelon seeds,
5: it would grow a giant
3: pumpkin. And wasn't or there watermelon? something about I'm not going? Done with this day th- there was something about going blind and hair on your palms too. What on
5: was that this one? day, uh, I think that one was um, on this
1: day. What two, after five, five, five. swimming? After swimming <laughs> in nineteen. <laughs> Eighty-three, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit in Chicago ruled that Minnesota Ojibwe, including the Mille Lacs Band, retain the hunting, fishing, and gathering rights guaranteed by 19th century treaties with the federal government. And that, con- so. that concludes this day in history. Thank you. Thank you, GLers.
5: Uh, let me see yeah. what's in the old. Hey, what do you got? Promos. Promo, book. Let's go to the promos.
2: Uh, if you can't get enough of Garage Logic, well, you should join the thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Garage Logic Podcast and subscribe for near daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments, and video shorts. That's Garage Logic Podcast. On YouTube and The Daily Logician. Yeah, I've read that. It's one great way to stay up to date on GL. The Daily Logician is a daily email sent right to your inbox with the latest news and notes from Garage Logic. Sign up right now at GarageLogic.com. Yeah, you'll see it there right on the
5: homepage. Hell yeah. What's up, Chai?
2: It is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get Street Talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is there for you all. Always for that free, yes, I said free, 48 minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, so many surprises today, both positive and some negative ones, aren't there?
7: Positive and negative. Well, let's start with the positive stuff. We'll filter in some of the negative as we go along. And as many listeners know, my clients and myself, as my investments are the same as my clients, have been focused in on internet related companies leisure related businesses china related businesses and real assets and we sprinkle in a little bit of short-term trading but i will say after netflix reported their numbers the other day fang is back fang as in facebook now meta apple amazon netflix We'll keep in Nvidia and Google, also known as Alphabet, and we can add in Microsoft with that. Bang is back. The Netflix has replaced Tesla. Tesla was a surprise on the downside when they reported earnings. It's a nice looking car, not an investment for me, as are most automobile or automotive companies? Well, there are a few auto-related companies that I would look at. I love cars, not car companies. Tesla myths did not provide any guidance and warns there would not be a lot of growth in vehicle sales over the next next several quarters, particularly as they're scaling up for their next model. Analysts were very, very disappointed that Elon Musk really did not address some of the shorter term concerns, but did focus on on the long term. That said, Tesla is still the leader in EV and EV sales, and they've made it very difficult for General Motors and Ford to compete. EVs, however, in China are still running very strong, but that, quite frankly, is a new automotive market. The difficulty with EVs is definitely shown by Kurt, who has sold about two-thirds of their EVs I guess that did not work out well for them. Hertz is not the stock that I'd want to own at this juncture, particularly given they're going to have to show a half a billion dollar hit on their balance sheet for eliminating that part of their EV fleet. Now, Hertz and Avis, too, have had a difficult time with the rise in Uber and Uber stock. We'll see when they report their earnings has been trending near a new high. Another downside, which has had a effect on the market, Humana reported their numbers about the worst quarter ever. Their stock took a 12% hit, and on their numbers, UnitedHealth, which was reported a few weeks ago and reported reasonably well, UnitedHealth was down, and United, United's move as the highest priced Dow stock kind of hurt the Dow industrial averages, as did some of the issues relating to Boeing as Boeing heads to a new low. Another company that I have avoided, and I'm guessing that Boeing fits into the trade category. On the positive side of earnings, IBM. I'm not an IBM investor. They're at a 52-week high on their report of cost cuts. Plus, they mentioned the two letters that gets every institutional investor juices Flowing AI, we have it. IBM, a Dow component, moves up. Comcast did uh, very well with their their numbers. They boosted their share buyback and were positive on their business. They were up. And ServiceNow, well, they're firing on all cylinders. Their stock moves around a lot, but they threw something in which is very nice for me, and that is being positive on the use of. Amazon Web Services. Amazon, which is up at a 52-week high, has continued to get some positive analyst coverage. But again, I do warn that next week with Microsoft, Google, Apple, and Amazon reporting within just a few days in the middle of the week, do be prepared no matter how good their earnings are, if their guidance, and I expect guidance to be fairly conservative with all of them, do expect a little bit bit of a pullback when these guys report. And that would be an opportunity to add to your positions.
2: Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard MG others. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you always get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week.
7: You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by
2: Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments
1: involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
7: Chris Reavers
1: is a paid endorser.